right, so you, you've been introduced to the idea of selfing, yes? Remember the selfing. So, a lot of times we share that, and then when it's given back to us, the way it's expressed is, oh, I was really selfing today, yeah? So, now you become aware of an activity, but you still don't see the whole picture yet, because the feeling of you uh, selfing is, that's the product of selfing, the feeling of being the doer and the haver, yeah? So when someone says, it's just like in recovery, when they explain that self is what has defeated us in all these different ways, we're now going to look at its expressions or manifestations, and then they say that the next word is resentment is the number one offender. So if you look at the logic of it, resentment is an expression of self-centeredness, yeah? a system of thought and interpretation. Yeah? And that system is seeking expression and it finds it through us. And all the while it's finding it through us, we're reinforcing it because there's a voice going, that's my resentment. Yeah? I'm in, that's my fear. That's my harm done to someone else. So there's, the act of identification is, is, is when something is expressing through, and then there's, a, there's an aspect of this thing that is, that's being moved through, claims to be the one that's moving, the one that's doing it, yeah? So the apparatus has a brain, and that brain has a mental process, and that mental process you, I like to call it selfing, and the selfing is the act of being identifying or owning or privatizing or referencing. Yeah? So anytime there's a feeling that moves through it, the mental process tries to put itself in front of that and saying, I'm the one who did it. Yeah? Which causes what? Which causes the bondage to self. Now what's used is the resentment, but the resentment isn't the bonding agent. Yeah? The fear yeah, is used, but it's not the, it's not the bonding agent. The problem is not the bonding agent. Yeah? It's used for the bonding, but it's not the bonding agent. The bonding agent is my, my problem, yeah? my resentment, my fear. It's the my that couples the idea of this idea of being a you, which is what selfing is attempting to reference all day, with something that went on or did or was done. Yeah? It couples it, and now you're the doer of it. And then if you're the doer of it, or the haver of it, or the one that's been done to by it, or if you're the, in other words, like the thoughts, when they're held as your thoughts, they're a whole different animal. Yeah. A thought is a whole different animal than when it's my thought. It's totally different. One, a thought is sort of like more like a bird-like animal. It comes in and goes. When it's claimed, the my, it becomes like a fucking, you know, jungle cat, yeah? It's either got to be caged, or it just runs rampant up there, you know? That's the whole point. So the bonding agent is what's coming, but it's, it's the mind claiming it, yeah? Writing, a, writing a, a very significant role in that happening. And therefore, everything seems to be happening to me, or through me, or by me, or for me, or as me. Yeah? That's the bonding agent. That's what locks you into this feeling of being you. Yeah? It's that sense of being the owner, or the doer, or the haver. They're all different names of the effect that when the selfing goes on unnoticed and unseen from a clear point, that effect produces that sense of you.
So whatever happens, you either have something to, it's either happening to you or by you. Yeah? As soon as that occurs, life is happening has been interpreted. And now you're living and reacting and responding to an interpretation of mind to life. You're not really reading what's going on because you have blinders on because the interpretation is it's going on to you or by you. Yeah? As soon as that gets locked in, then everything that happens is about you in a sense. Yeah? There's a my, the biggest movement. If you look at all the problems you ever had, there was a prior movement to them, which is the my that, that is always in every problem. Every problem has this little take that it's my problem. Yeah? Now, it would be interesting, instead of getting into all the problems and trying to figure out why am I having this problem, maybe if you would get into the my, because it's in every problem, yeah? it's in every story going on in your head, you, it's your story, yeah? why wouldn't you want to go there and maybe investigate that instead of all the problems? Because if you would investigate the problems and the my gets unseen, it's going to keep coupling. It's going to keep spawning more activity. Yeah? It's going to have sex with every problem through the mind. Yeah? And it's going to beget more problems. And then the inherent deep level problem of being irritable, restless, and discontent will become a basic state during your life. And so your old mind's always going to be on the move looking for relief from what it in, it in and of itself is causing. Yeah? But it can't see it. It can't see it because it's seeing from it. So obviously, if you're seeing from the, let's say, the lock of the problem, then your intention, yes, your investigations will always be over here. You'll be, you'll be investigating what you're handcuffed to, but you won't investigate the handcuff. Yeah. So the handcuff's always going to be in place. Different things you'll be handcuffed to, but basically the handcuff is just dangling there all day, just waiting for something else to cuff. My problem, my this, my that, yes? So to deal with all the problems, if they're extremely heavy at that time, that, then they demand, it's sort of like a, if a house is on fire, then that's demanding water, yeah? But when some of that stuff blows over, it's best to start seeing what's causing the effect. What's, how does this end up looking like this? It's just not organic. It's not organic. It's not looking like this organically. It's looking like this mentally. It's been doctored and distorted. See, it's not really about giving up the suffering, it's giving up the sufferer. Yeah? And that's a difficult one to go to. So, in a sense, the mind, its desire to be a self, overrides all the suffering that that incomplete or unfulfilled desire may produce, because the desire or that imperative to be a self is stronger than all the slings and arrows. So it may bitch about it, it may complain about it, but when put on a dime and, be in, and when it's introduced to freedom, it goes, usually goes, nah, that's not for me. Yeah. Because the real person, the real master is still that, is still the selfing. It's calling the shots.
after a form of, after some time, if you've been under that form of slavery, it could get to a point where you've had enough. You're not interested in the story anymore. Yeah? You're not interested in mining problems for the my of it all. Yeah? You're not interested in its agenda. You'd like to have freedom, not for it or as it, but from it. And then, just then, maybe you'll hear an invitation that may lead you to that possibility. It just may happen. Yeah. When the mind is, is sincerely, in a sense, ready to give something up, the possibility of that giving up usually shows up. I've, just, I've noticed it quite a lot. Yeah. That's why I can't handle it when people are talking about their suffering, but I see no intention to let it go. I don't want to listen to it. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to cosign that suffering because they're wearing it like a fucking belt. Yeah. Why would you? You know. What I, mean? I mean, shit. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing. See, suffering. It's worse when you want to get out of it, but you really don't want to get out of it. That's worse. That's the worst kind of suffering because then being in it. With the possibility, I don't really have to be, and it really drives you crazy. You know what I mean? It's sort of like when you really, really, uh, you don't really care that much about someone, but then they leave, and then suddenly they're the so source of all your happiness. It's just amazing how the mind shifts. Yeah? Before, ah, fuck it, it's nice seeing them every once in a while, who cares? But now, there's a, there's a movement, hello, there's a movement that they ain't coming back, and as soon as there's that incredible clarity, they're not coming back, then they're the source of all your happiness. Yeah, why is that? Why is it that the mind likes to want what it doesn't have, but when it gets it, it doesn't really want it that much? Yeah? Because what is it like when you want something you don't have? It's uncomfortable, isn't it? Your mind gets focused on that. You can't see much anything else because you're really driven to get that which you really want. Yeah? That desire, that movement to have something that isn't available now, what does it do when it, when it occurs with us? Doesn't it, it, doesn't it like, like a tunnel vision, take your interest and attention and you're focused on that? Even though it's not there, you're focused on your wanting it to be there. Yeah? And what happens when you get focused on you wanting it to be there? You're not really seeing what's there, are you? You can be seeing what's there, and suddenly the mind can get an idea, oh, I really want that, and then it notices it doesn't have it, and immediately this big aperture goes, chuk, chuk, and now it's, for, it's called a form of looking. It's called self-centeredness, where before there was just some seeing going on. Yeah? You're having a day, things were happening, things were coming in, and you had a, like a large picture window instead of a little portal. Yeah? You will just open up the seeing. But as soon as there's a desire arises in the head, yeah, oh, I really, really, really want that. Suddenly, that aperture goes like this, doesn't it? And then you get focused, focused on that, and, no, and then you lose interest in almost everything else. And yet, there's one thing that's happening. What, everything else is actually happening. The one thing you're focusing on isn't happening. Yeah? You want it to happen, You'd really like it to happen quite a lot, but in fact, it's not there. Yeah? So, <clears throat> for it to become super important, 
without having the quality of being here, your interest and attention has to forget everything that's here. Yeah. I used to see it with myself one night out there. The whole point was to get a girlfriend, <coughs> supposedly. And then you'd have a girlfriend, and immediately, oh, I have a girlfriend, you'd be out looking basically for another girlfriend, even though you supposedly had a girlfriend. Yeah? Because the point wasn't the girlfriend. It was the idea that that girlfriend was going to save me. Obviously, this girlfriend that's here now isn't saving me, so I'm moving on. Yeah? <coughs> but not moving on from the girlfriend, literally, but moving on in my head, where, all right, I'm open to the day, suddenly I want something. Yes? Yeah, yeah. Your interest and attention goes right to that, and it gets oblivious to everything else. And the invitation isn't in that desire. The invitation is right where you are right now. Yeah? How are you going to receive the invitation? It's, it's not going to give, be given from hand to hand. It's mind to mind. It's no-thingness. Yeah? When your mind is open, then you can receive. If it isn't, which means it's been closed down because there's a wanting of something, and you know what? All the desires are just mirroring the basic desire of the mental process to become a self. That's its drive. That's why I call it selfing. It can never complete the mission. Yeah? So that, that, let's say, primary desire of the mind to become something, or to unbecome something it thinks it is, yeah? So if you think you're a loser, that mind has a desire to unbecome that. If it wants something else, it has a desire to become that. Yeah? So let's say you have a desire to become awake or enlightened or rich or successful. Yeah? Or you have a desire not to, you want to unbecome being a fraud and an asshole and stuff like that. Yeah? So it's like a slinky. It just goes like this, this, this. Never ending. It's like an eternal staircase of selfing. Because there's no point where it rests. Yeah? It's always desiring to become or unbecome. And the thing is, it can never fulfill the mission because the mind cannot become a self. It already is something. It's not going to become a long-lasting, independent, separate entity if it's eternally everywhere at all times. If it already has a quality or a nature, how could it completely get that dismissed and take on completely a whole new nature? It can't. Yeah? So the desire to become a self is never going to be fulfilled. That's the feeling of irritability, restlessness, and discontent that alcoholics have. Yeah? It's the selfing attempting to become what it can never become, and therefore that unfulfilled desire begets all these other desires to get relief from that unfulfilled desire. So this addiction to the mind's addiction to the idea of being a self promotes all the other addictions to get relief from that. When I used, when I drank alcohol for the first time, it was my mind's solution to alcoholism. I was suffering in that state of alcoholism, which is <clears throat> irritability, restlessness, and discontent. My mind found a somewhat a good solution at the time, which was to drink, yes? And then that beget its own problems. So each addiction produces other aspects that, could, that can cause another addiction. You can see it. People come into recovery... They're not drinking, and then they get into porno. Or they get into <coughs> shop, shop, you know, shopaholic. They become all this, all that. They start cheating on other people, whatever. Because yeah? it's sort of like a dyke, and it's, you're like a little Dutch boy with your thumbs trying to keep the water back, 
But that drive to get relief from the, from the original unfulfilled desire is very, very powerful. Yeah? So, if you desire something that you can never have, I would imagine that's going to produce a lot of unrest in you. Yeah? Because you're going to be forever seeking, aren't you? To get relief. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is, okay, so now I'm seeking to get relief. But when I get relief, the problem claims the relief. So now I'm the one who gets the relief. Yeah? So now selfing is trying to become free. Yeah? But, see, you can... It's freedom from self, not for self. Yeah? It's freedom from self, not as self. It's not freedom as self. As soon as freedom is claimed by self, it's not freedom anymore. It's just another form of bondage. To what? The idea of being a self. So, self can never get out of self. It's an impossibility. Yeah. So, self is trying, let's say, <clears throat> I take a two-year course to uh, stop playing God. Yeah. You could construe that as an act of playing God. Yeah. So, that dawns on me. So, now I'm going to stop, stop playing God. <clears throat> that would be playing God. Now I'm going to stop, stop, stop playing God. It would be playing God. Yeah. There would be never a point where it wouldn't be playing God. As long as the selfing claims the activity, yeah, it's, it's the self that's doing it. So the self is trying to get out of obsession with self, that would be called obsession with self. Yeah. So the whole point is self can't get out of self. So what's the solution to that dilemma? The solution to the dilemma is to realize the problem is imaginary. There's no way in hell you could be in self. So therefore, truly, there's no need to get out of self. Just like there's no way in hell we can be out of this moment, so there's no need to try to get into the moment. Yeah? We are in the moment. There's no way you could be out of a moment. So the whole point of getting into the moment is how our mind acts out the idea of being out of it. Yeah? And the same way, the way the mind verifies the idea of being a self is the incessant desire to get out of it, with which all addictions and all spirituality, in a sense. Every time I shot dope and drank was to get out of self. <clears throat> yeah? Every time I meditate and do spirituality, it has the same drive, to get out of self. Yeah? Every time I, I, want, I hope to go surfing, in a sense, is to get out of self. That's always the goal, in a way. But the whole point is, if you can't be in self, then all the, all the desires to get out of self is the way the mind acts as if it could be in self. The whole point is, it's an impossibility. It's an absolute. What you are can never become what you're not. Hallelujah. It can only appear to be in your head. And if it isn't your head, <coughs> if the thoughts aren't yours, <clears throat> then it's quite easy to have an immunity to them. Because it isn't the thought that's binding you. It's the mind. See it, it's so obvious. You and I can have the same thoughts, and if I was sitting right next to you, and the thoughts that were happening in your head you were holding as yours, you would be getting driven crazy, but as long as I knew they weren't mine, I'd have an immunity. No matter how close we sat and for how long, it wouldn't jump over and flip me out. Yeah? 
But the same thoughts, the same thoughts about, let's say, next week, what's going to happen to me, as soon as it changes from next week, what's going to happen to you, to next week, what's going to happen to me, it's a totally different story, isn't it? <clears throat> it's the me. The me is the engine of the bondage. Yeah, it's the act of being identified. It's the my. My thought is totally different than a thought. Yeah? Just like we always do. Put the word relationship there. It weighs, it means something to everyone in this room, but I guarantee it we can add instantaneously a lot of weight on by just putting the word my in front of it, my relationships. Yeah, money, my money, sex, my sex. Exactly the same topic, but totally different when the my's put on it, isn't it? <clears throat> if you recognize that the, the activity of the disease, there's a possibility you can be free from it, yes. If you have the right diagnosis of what's causing you to suffer, then if you, if you address that, you may be able to have lasting relief. It's just a possibility. Now, a lot of people have been living under this idea that it's obsession with self that's driving them crazy. Yeah? If they could only stop being obsessed with self, then everything would get better. But even that feeling of, if, who's it, who is it that's going to stop obsessing with self? Who is it that's going to stop obsessing with self? If the identification in place is, is there, then it's going to be what we call self is going to stop obsessing with self. That's an impossibility. The feeling of being self is the product of obsession with self. It's not the one that's doing it, and it's not the one that's being done to by the obsession. It's the product of it. When the mind is <clears throat> unconsciously listening to all those thoughts, what does it promote? A feeling that it's you listening, doesn't it? <clears throat> if it's not being seen, <clears throat> then... When there's seeing, it won't be noted as seeing. It'll be, I'm the seer. When there's hearing, I'm the hearer. When there's feeling, I'm the one who felt that. Yeah? When there's thinking, I'm the thinker. You see, consciousness is in contact here. Seeing is what's seeing. Seeing is what's hearing. Seeing is what's feeling. Seeing is what's seeing the thoughts. Seeing. Consciousness. Awareness. Where do we come in? We come in way later. It's a mental idea produced after the fact. It's a story. Instead of, so therefore life is just happening, the mind sort of hijacks it, and now it's happening to me. And then the mind just riffs on that for as long as it's going to riff on it. Yeah? And of course, as soon as it, 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 it wants to become the self, then therefore, its state is always going to be agitated because it can never become complete. It can never be what it wants to be. It's like shooting dope, you know, shooting coke. When I shot coke, and I was addicted to coke, there wasn't one night that I shot the 800 or 8,000 shot, and finally I reached cocaine nirvana. I finally, that was it. I reached the state of oneness with cocaine. And that whole drive of being addicted stopped. And now I was just a normal, totally stabilized in a coke high for the rest of my life. I had no desire to pick up a syringe or anything, nothing. I had no, 
tempted like, you know, I moved away like it was a hot flame after that. Has it ever happened? I have not met one person who I have a shot with or shot coke that ever got to that point. What I saw was, you did a shot, and it was really good, you'd maybe wait 12 minutes. Then you do another shot, then it was 8 minutes after for the next shot. Then another shot, this is really good, 5 minutes. Another shot, 4 minutes waiting. Three, and then suddenly it was just banging, 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 banging. This is a fucking thing. This is what you call an addiction, yeah? It can never complete itself. It never brings you to a point of fulfillment. It's always a passing moment of a high, yet it always tumbles down. This is exactly what, it just mirrors the original addiction. The mind, the conditional mind, is addicted to the idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It wants to be a thing that sees other things. And fuck this nothing we call space. You know, fuck consciousness. Who gives a shit about it? I want something real and solid like this. Like this. Yes? I'll go with the appearance any day. Don't give me the realness of anything. Fuck that. I, what am I going to do with reality? I, I can't make a story up out of that. Give me this as being the realness. And then I can just riff. Just like a great sax player. I can just riff all fucking day. I, me, my. Oh, only me. <laughs> Check it out, man. When you come into AA, didn't you, without knowing it, you had a huge sense of terminal uniqueness. I'm sure. Because almost every alcoholic does. You do not believe anyone can understand you. No one ever did what you did. No one ever felt like you felt. No one ever thought like you thought. And yet, in a couple of weeks, all of that's blown fucking out of the water because people are sharing your thoughts every freaking meeting you go to, your feelings every meeting, and some of them you don't like that are sharing your thoughts and your feelings. And your reactions to life, many people have done the same thing. It's a very confusing for the system of thought because its whole premise is there's a singular entity that's doing all this. Then how come everyone else is doing the same thing I'm doing? They're having the same thoughts, the same feelings, the same reactions. How did they get all of my stuff? I'm a single, long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It's independent and separate. I got nothing to do with you. Nothing fucking whatsoever to do with you. You're not like me. You don't think like me. You don't feel like me. You don't. Did, you haven't done the things I've done. You didn't go to the bottom I went to. I don't want to listen to you. You have nothing to say to me. Yeah? Yet, you're at the meetings, and the, that's the one of the most beautiful things about AA. We are forced to go where other people who suffer from the same dilemma go, and they have a tendency to want to share, usually from the problem, yes? And therefore, you get to hear the problem amplified, and the my crumbles. Because how could these be my thoughts if you're having them? Yeah. How could you feel like I and I alone feel? How can you do heinous acts like I did? Almost the exact ones, many situations. Because I don't identify with who you are. I identify with what's taking you over. We've been taken over by the same thought system called alcoholism. It's just a subdivision of self-centeredness. An extreme subdivision, but a subdivision nonetheless. And we're all sufferers of that 
predominant thought system. That's what we identify with. I don't identify with who you are at all. I identify with what has taken you over. Because I have lived under the same takeover. Yeah? And therefore, in 1935, someone broke the fucking code. He got some divine revelation, and they wrote a book, and they described the characteristics of the parasite called alcoholism. So that everyone who suffers from it could find out and read and go, wow, at least the first giant foe would be vanquished, which was terminal uniqueness. Which keeps us from the, it keeps producing the inability to be helped, because you don't think anyone can help you. And then, if you ever read the book, it's amazing what an incredible, perfect description of your working action figure. Even though you have a special feeling that you're so different, but you read these things, these little ideas of how people think and what they do, you, wow, you know, Jesus Christ, this is a pretty damn good description of me. Yeah. It doesn't dawn on you? We've been taken over by a foreign installment. Something has dominated us. And for it to dominate us, a lot has to be forgotten. The biggest thing that has to be forgotten is this moment. It can't be extinguished, so you forget it pretty much, because most of the time in this moment, the thought system is thinking about yesterday and tomorrow. It's really not. It has no value of this place. It can't escape it, so it uses this to think about yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah, does it? It can't escape this. It's a very, it's a very, uh, like a thorn in its side. It can't do anything with what's so. So what it does is, it takes up a lot of time in what's so about what's not so. So that it doesn't actually get a sense of being here. It only lives in a mental here, which it wants to get out of quite a lot. And while it's not, it cannot be in this mental here, it's attempts to get out of it cause you to seem to want to get out of this here, which is an impossibility, yeah? When you recognize this isn't happening, and this is actually a solution, <clears throat> in, instead of the ground zero you want to get away from all freaking day, but it's actually the solution to what's not happening, because it is happening, yeah? Once that gets changed, you won't be running away from the only place that there's the solution, which is this moment. And isn't that what we were doing out there? I was running away from this fucking moment every second of every day. The last what place I wanted to be was where I thought I was. The last freaking place. It's amazing that where the solution lies, the mind wants to run as fast and as far away as possible from it. You have to see its intent. You know? It only thrives in the mental world. It doesn't thrive here and now. Yeah? I mean, there's not much of a story you can make up of this second, can you? Oh, yes. I, I was here, but I don't really want to be here. You know? Oh, they wouldn't ever get past the first page. Because this moment drags your interest and attention. It demands it. And you get rooted here. And finally, you get relief from the problem. Yeah? Not for it, or as it, but from it. Yeah? The mind wakes up to the fact, I am not that, which is driving me crazy. And as soon as it entertains, I'm not that, which is driving me crazy, it can entertain, I can be free of it. But if you're identified with what is enslaving you, you're going to be a meek slave for a long, long time. Self is not going to get out of self.
That's the beautiful, that's the beautiful, exquisite message of there is no escape. You cannot escape from an imaginary prison. It's impossible, yeah? You cannot escape from an imaginary prison. It's where you are, that's what's producing the prison. It has nothing to do with a place called a prison. It's where your mental state is. Yeah? What you want to get out of is what you can never actually be in. That's the beautiful news. I mean, the freedom takes absolutely no effort whatsoever. The effort maybe is pulling the interest and attention away from that pornographic screen about you all day. Maybe that would be hard. So you have to, in AA, we do a lot of service to get out of oneself so you can get a feeling of being available, not up your ass all day. And then when you're feeling like you're available, you sense a presence. And again, the selfing usually overrides that, and then you're back in that barren land of your ass, you know, and then hopefully some, the, land, the world brings you to a point where i got to do some service, i got to help someone else fucking for a second, and i got to get out of this thing. And then you do some service, and then you feel available, you know, which is what happens when the mind comes out of very claustrophobic space. It feels big, because that's its nature. And when it's out there and feeling big, it feels something, which is a presence. In, in page 63 in the book, it says you'll, you'll have a conscious sense of the presence of that higher power. Why is that? Because, in a sense, some of your interest and attention will be freed from being obsessed about you all day, yeah? And it's your interest and attention that is going to allow you to pick up that thing that's always available at all times. So in a sense, the amount of presence that you feel is in, is in like, correlation with the absence of you. Yeah? When you forget yourself or lose yourself, that's when you're bathing seemingly in that presence. Now when the self reappears, the presence seems to go. Then you have a story about being present, which is totally not presence. <laughs> self can't... See, people want to have an experience of their own absence, but they want to be there to have it. You can't. You can't have it that way. You're not going to be there when it gets really good. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I'm not joking. Seriously. People are waiting. They want to be the exception to the rule. No way. You have to realize... Why things are agitated in one's head is because of the identification as being a self. That thing that's agitated is never going to be able to enjoy peace. That's one of the statements in AA. The shift will happen to a point where you're established in that new condition, and then you have the ability to enjoy peace of mind. Yeah? When you're in selfing, you don't have the ability to enjoy peace of mind, because if peace of mind ran you over with a truck and was sitting right on top of you, you would be able to think it may not be here tomorrow. Which would what? Provoke agitation, yes? And anxiety. Oh, Jesus, I got it now, but I could lose it. Yeah? That's not peace of mind. Yeah? Peace of mind is not of time. Peace of mind is timeless. Yeah? It's a timeless solution. It's available. 
when the mind is unfettered from that domination of selfing, then it starts sensing things that it can't sense when it's clothed in that giant, like, sh uh, shade or curtain of selfing. Yeah? Like they say in AA, you'll be open up to the sunlight of the spirit. Yeah? What would happen for, you can have this almighty sun, but all it takes is a five cent paper shade to block it out. That's what the selfing is like. It's an imaginary shade that, that creates the separation between us and the sunlight of the spirit. Because we don't take ourselves to be spirit. If you, if you are the spirit, and it's the sunlight of the spirit, well then the sunlight's going to be available right where you are at all times. Because you're the source of the sunlight, which is the sunlight of the spirit. Yes. But when you're taking yourself to be a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a body... You're looking at the sunlight of the spirit like you're going to get a tan, like a spiritual tan, you know what I mean? I'm going to lay down, I'm going to get those aluminum things, and I'm going to pick up some rays and sort of tan my little body into becoming more spiritual. <laughs> a cloud can stop you. A cloud that is just like a formation of water crystals can block you from the sun in that situation, yeah? But if you're on the sun side... No matter how many clouds appear, it's not affecting your access to the light. Yeah? This is about that. It's just the letting the mind entertain a possibility that is, it is not that. And if it does, you'll find out what's going to happen. It may lead to a nice sense of traveling lighter that will stabilize. And you'll know the problem by the solution. You'll know it was the identification as self, because when that's weakened, you'll get a damn big, large amount of relief that will flood in. The proof will be in the pudding. <coughs> you don't need any outside authority to verify it. You'll know it in your own gut, because you'll be traveling lighter. Yeah? You won't be so concerned about what's not happening. And therefore, where's the concern going to be in what's happening? And how, what's, how is your interest and attention going to enrich your life if it is in time? If it's dwelling on the past and worrying about or speculating about a future, how can that interest and attention do what it does? Which is, it enriches and enlivens this place. It's in and of this present moment. It brings the riches of this present moment because you can be attentive and interested in it. But if that interest and attention is in this, in this realm of what's not happening, it's like this possibility is going to be like a desert. You'll see no value in here. You'll be using it just to be thinking about where am I going to be tomorrow. Yeah. Everything here will be deemed useless unless it leaves or promotes me getting somewhere better tomorrow or later, when it is, maybe five minutes or ten years, yes? It'll be seen as a stepping stone when it's the only rock that's here. There's no place to go. There's no past rock and future rock. They're only appearing in one's head now. We're only on this one rock. That's it. It's nice to sort of, hey, ding. I'm here. What? <laughs> ding. Wait a minute. But my interest and attention is there and there. Yes, but that's actually not happening. Oh, I'm starting to feel satisfied when I never felt satisfied. How did that happen? Maybe you're the drug you've been looking for. Maybe you're the drug. 
Maybe the recognition of what you really are may be what you've always been looking for. Like St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. It doesn't say who's looking. That's us. <laughs> it's what's looking. is what we're looking for. Well, I found that to be true, because when it occurred, something, all these wild beasts got soothed. Yeah? And I found the only solution to dissatisfaction is satisfaction. Yeah? It doesn't have to be a manufactured one. It doesn't have to be an outside one. It can be sustained by your own awareness. You can be the, your own promoter of satisfaction by being awake. To what? Now! Is it hard? No, because you already are. And this is all there is. I mean, how hard is it to accept something when acceptance calls for you not to change one bit of what's happening? It's the easiest thing in the world. Why is acceptance the hardest thing for us? When it's actually, in fact, if you look what acceptance is, if you looked at this moment, in this moment, in this scenario, what would I need to do to accept it? Absolutely nothing. It's when I'm not accepting it, I don't want you to be here, I want someone else who isn't here to be here, I want to ba 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 yeah? Acceptance is the easiest thing. Why is it so difficult for us? Because we're not here usually. We're in a mythical there and then. Yeah. When you were a kid, for me, why I was so happy when I was a kid is because I couldn't, I hadn't, entertained the impossibility I could be somewhere else, yeah? So when I was playing, that's all that was happening. Will I be playing next week? Didn't become a dominant thought, yeah? Because I had no idea of next week. Time hadn't become a structure yet, yeah? So I was here basically because I couldn't entertain, I could be somewhere else, yeah? And when I was here, I wasn't looking that, to improve myself. I wasn't t working hard to be a better three-year-old. Really, there wasn't any drive, i got to get somewhere. This is just a stepping stone to a better tomorrow. No, that was it that day. Yeah? And it seemed to be a satisfying way to go. What happened? We sort of grew into something, yeah? And if we grew into it, we can grow out of it. If we grew into this idea of being a self, and it's not truly so, then easily, very easily, we can grow out of it. But first we need to hear an invitation, maybe, that, hey, you're not that. Because the whole problem with identification is you don't know you're identified. If you're identified as a self, the last one that's going to know that is you. It's really frustrating to get out of something that you're not in. It never succeeds. I mean, I went on retreats. I have nothing against meditation, but I mean, I sat 13, 14 hours a day in Thailand. Seven walking, seven sitting. In a little kuta, kuta they called it, a little shack. Three weeks, you know. I'd have maybe, you couldn't eat any food after 10.30 in the morning. You'd have this cheap little soup, and then you could have, you could have liquid yogurt after 10.30, but not after 12. I lost like 20, I lost like 20 pounds in three weeks. And I'd be walking behind this temple and sitting, sitting seven hours a day. Just had all these great experiences, but nothing radically happened. <laughs> there wasn't a shift out of the system of thought, because I was identified with the center of the system. And it was me who was meditating. 
It was me that were having these experiences. It was me that was doing the walking meditation. All the while, I, it, the hopes of being free was just another form of bondage. It blew my mind when that came to my head. Jesus Christ. I have a good story. I love to tell this one because I was in, uh, I used to go to Mount Shasta. And uh, Mount Shasta is a beautiful place. And this one year, this lady got in touch with me and she wanted to go to Mount Shasta because she's going to have this giant sweat. A very famous Indian was coming and they were going to do this like, uh, and people were coming from all over America to go to this sweat to be with this special Indian shaman or whatever. And they would come in in Harleys with their hair, you know. Oh, that's all these stars and everything, people. And I, you know, I'd never been in a sweat. You know, this sweat is something they do in Native American stuff. And they built this huge lodge out of young saplings, and they got the canvas things. And I went in, and it was like 60 people in this one sweat, maybe more. And they have the big pit, and they have these rocks that are super hot, and they throw water and herbs on it. And it produces like a steam room, really heavy-duty heat. Yeah. Now, I had no idea, so there was a number of people before they put the flap down, when it got totally pitch black, were standing up and holding on to the rafters. So I was standing like I was on a subway, and then the, the flap went down, and everyone who could sat down, I didn't know that. And I couldn't sit down because there was no room. So I was sitting there, and the heat rises, and I was getting cooked. Burnt my inside, my nostrils, my ear... My underarms, I was like fucking dying, but I wasn't going to give up, because I was purifying myself. <laughs> and then, finally, they opened the flap, and I just scrambled out of there, and I jumped in the stream, and it's a big rush, you know, you go in cold water. And then I go in it, I go again, yeah? And then I'm just dying, I'm sitting like this, trying to stop the waves of heat hitting me. I'm like, oh, and I couldn't. And I, but I just kept putting up with it, because I had this desire, this drive, this spiritual, noble uh, seeking, that somehow this was going to free me from what was driving me crazy, yeah? So, all right, this work went on for three days. Now, years later, something happened in my head, and one of my sponsees, like, got into the Native American Indian thing. They were all white guys, but they were into it. And they got this Indian from Oklahoma to come, and they built a little lodge in the back of their yard, and they were gonna, and he wanted me to come to support him with this guy Christian. So I said, all right, sure, I'll go to support you. So they set up the lodge, and the Indian comes in from Oklahoma. <clears throat> and I'm sorry, I'm sitting in there with him. And it's, it starts getting hot. As soon as I recognized it was hot, I got up and left. Yeah? There was absolutely no thought about it. This is fucking hot. <laughs> I was outside. All the food was out there, the sodas. It was a beautiful, you know, star-filled sky up in Sacramento, wherever we were, Petaluma. And I could hear them all moaning, you know, and chanting prayers. And I was like, fucking... <laughs> what happened? A few years before, I would have been in there to the end of the, you know, the night. <clears throat> as soon as I recognized, it was just such a clear recognition. Why do I fucking want to get hot? There's no point to it. I'm not going to purify myself. I'm not going to become something else than what I think I already am. Yeah? This is when your mind shifts. I didn't practice to give up going to sweats. The mind shifted, and there's never been another sweat I've ever attended. <laughs> Just shifted. Bye-bye. 
It wasn't like, oh, I've got to pry myself off. I've got to take it to sweats. No. The, fucking, the mind shifted. The calibration shifted out of selfing into something else. And I was freed from the desire to sweat. Yeah? Basically, I became freed from the need to be liberated. Because what needs to be liberated is not you. <coughs> what needs to be liberated is not you. What feels like it's been driven crazy is the engine of the driving crazy. You're not that. If you're not that, you'll see what used to drive you crazy doesn't seem to drive you crazy much anymore. Why is that? Because for something to be driven crazy, there's got to be a you there to be driven crazy. The you is the biggest part of being driven crazy. Not the driving crazy. The you that's been driven crazy is the real problem. Yeah. If you're not that you, driving crazy happens and then it becomes driving uncrazy very quickly usually. Yeah. There's no ink tattoos anymore. They're all henna tattoos. They're all washing off over time. Then nothing ever leaves a mark for long. Yeah? You have an immunity. I mean a practical immunity. The thought system isn't claimed to be you or you are the doer of it. And then thoughts become what they always been, which are thoughts. Yeah? And actually the thought system will stop spitting out thoughts as much as it used to too. Yeah? So... If you have a cold and you think it's the flu and you buy $300 worth of flu medicine and you follow all the directions religiously, you're not going to get long-lasting relief because you don't got the flu. You have a cold. If the real root of the problem is the act of being identified with and as you're uh, with or what you're not, then dealing with that as something as called an obsession won't work. You may get a little relief, but even the getting relief will be obsessed about. Yeah? So, there is a solution. That's it right there. That pause. That's the solution. That's what the solution feels like. That's a quality that it can express. A pause is like the lack of agitation. Yeah. It's like an eternal moment in time. Aren't you really, like, it stuns you, really. When a pause occurs, it stuns your mind. It shut, stops it. Yeah. Why, why does that pause have to be bookended by time? Why couldn't it be a state that you come from all the time? Why not? Yeah. Maybe you're more of the pause than you are someone who had the experience of it. Yeah. Maybe you are more of that. Maybe you are of nothingness. Yeah. Maybe you are of an unstructured mind, not of physicality. Maybe your own nature is the immunity you've been looking for. Maybe, maybe your own nature is the antidote to the poison. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe the solution is what's going to reveal the problem. 
You don't know. If you were born and someone put a hand on your shoulder and it's been there your whole life, you would have no idea it was there right now. You'd be sitting there with, let's say, a three-pound hand on you, and it would cause effects, and your mind would have written tons of stories about what it thinks it is, what caused it, and it would have a fucking flying idea. But if that hand was lifted one day, you would know that was the problem by its absence, yeah? When the identification of self is absent, which I believe it inherently is, you will know that was the problem by its absence. Yeah? You'll see it. You'll see it from the freedom from it. Yeah. All your stories about what caused you to be the way you are. You know, and there's mine may have a lot of investment in those stories. They just doesn't fucking matter whatsoever. The possibility of being free is not as that but from it. Yeah. And once it's seen as from it, then it can stabilize. So the idea of surrendering and then forgetting and then surrendering again, you know, you hear that a lot in meetings, yeah? People, oh, I surrendered, but then I took it back that weekend. <laughs> oh, then it, the weekend didn't go well, so I surrendered it again. But I took it back this weekend, you know? And so, I mean, what? Give me a break. Who's the big God there? You. I'm surrendering to a God of my own understanding. A very limited God. It's so weak I can take anything I gave it back at any moment. <laughs> but yeah, look at the third step. Maybe, maybe you want to grow into a God of its own understanding. Not yours, yeah. Maybe it would be nice to surrender our understanding and then God could really be God in one's life, yeah. It could override all of your acting of playing God. Yeah. It's big enough, again. God of its own understanding. What position would you be in if you were open to a God of its own understanding? You would be in a position of, I don't know. Which means you'll find out. And find out is a really good way to learn things here. Yeah? When you find out about something, it's really convincing. It's much more convincing than knowing. Yeah? When you find out in your gut, it can stabilize and turn into being convinced. Yeah? It can stabilize a surrender into surrender. It can stabilize peace into a state. Yeah? It can stabilize freedom as a possibility at all times, right? Where you are with no requirement necessary to meet it. Yeah. It's worth the gamble, man. What do you got to lose? <laughs> really? I mean, she's... If you... As you know, when you'll see somebody, they're like in, in the water drowning with a big thing of lead they're holding on to. You see it as lead, but they're holding on to it like a gold chest, yeah? And they're not willing to let go, and they're drowning. And from the boat, you can see it clearly. It's just a big block of lead. Why not let go? But to that little mind, it's thinking that this is the most valuable thing there is, me. Yet it's the me that's causing the drowning. going to be saved. Yeah. There's the I, let's say, of awareness. There's the you of the body. And the me is the mental process that claims the I-ness, wets it to the body, and calls it me. Yeah. While in fact, everyone's experience of this body right now is this body's a you, isn't it? From where you're sitting, you're seeing this, yeah? 
and you would say, I'm seeing you. So everyone in this room sees me very clearly as a you. Yeah? Yeah? Now, here, there's the I seeing you, but my mental process says, hey, the I, I'm the one who's seeing, and weds it to the you and calls it me. And there's only one me in this whole fucking world. In all these billions of yous, there's only one me, and it's the me that's causing the drowning. The body knows how to take care of itself. It was just left to be a you. And the I is the freedom of I because it's of no thing. It's when they're wedded and no thing is hybrided with a thing and you claim to be that, that's the bondage of self. Yet every day, everyone is clearly seeing you as a you. Yeah. Everyone, the I is seeing here. Yeah? I, 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 I. Everyone, if they expressed the, the experience, it would be I am seeing a chair. I am seeing you. Everyone is clear about that. Yet, then there's an unclarity here. Because this you isn't seen as a you. It's seen as me, yeah? What affords that possibility that this you can be seen as a me, the I? How is it affording that possibility? The mental process claims the I, yeah, and says, I'm seeing, I'm hearing, I'm feeling, I'm what's in contact, not consciousness. I am what's in contact. And as soon as the nature of consciousness is forgotten, when the I, see you guys, when the I turns into a me, yeah, that's the bondage of self. I see it. I've done so much better when this is seen as a you. I really have. I swear to God. I do great as a you. Really. The you is not causing me any trouble. Yeah? The I is just the I. Always has been, always will. The me is like an agitation between the two. Incredibly agitated. Because it has to claim the qualities of the I, but it actually hates the you. It feels very limited by the you. Yeah? It wants to be bigger and better and do whatever it fucking wants to do. Yeah? But then if it does, it may get its ass kicked or something like that. So it's not really happy taking itself to be a you. But it's the only stable thing it can use as a reference. Yeah? So it's like, fuck it, alright. The I, I'm going to give the qualities of the I to this you and call it me. And guess what? Shit. Fuck, man. The thought system goes to town, yeah? It thinks about you all day, but as a me. Oh, isn't that funny when you could turn your life over to someone who doesn't have any vested interest in you and they do a better job than you do? Because they're very clear what you are. You're a you. It's only the problem is when I'm managing it, it's me. <laughs> and the me has strange ideas about the you and the I. Yeah. <laughs> it has an idea that this you should be satisfied by things. Yet constantly gets disappointed but keeps on with that fucking plan. Somehow, someday, something's going to really do it for me. Yeah. yeah, well. Any questions today? My little young ones, I can't take the heat. It's a little too much. It's best better to listen to CDs.
<laughs> I know. I'm just I know. I know the guy. The kid. Uh, he's been. He's been listening for years. The kid. Hey. Uh, any questions? No. Eh? Pass the best.